With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. This holiday season, Lexus wants you to remember. Nothing feels as good as making others feel good. Those so-called feel-good holiday films? They can't hold a gingerbread-scented candle to the feeling of giving them something that gives them all the feels. Make this December one to remember. Together. Click the banner to discover more. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Welcome to MLB Daily, your one-stop shop for daily baseball content. I am LJ LaFura. Alongside me, I've got Brandon Karam, and we are a Belly Up Sports podcast. We are what they aren't. Brandon, how are you doing? Slowly withering away watching this Yankees team. Um, you know, I was expecting the score to be a little different after I got out of my presentation for my class today, but no, um, you know, no runs through the eighth inning. Uh, I don't even care that we just gave up some runs. It doesn't matter. We're going to get shut out anyway. So yeah, not, you know, I usually 99% of the time I say I'm doing good, but since I'm live reacting to the Yankees, um, not, not the greatest right now. Well, if we're looking for a bright side, Jordan Montgomery does go six today. Like that was, that was needed. That, that was clutch. Yeah, look, and he looked very solid. I like I said, I've said this plenty of times. The pitching has not been the issue this year, or nor was it last year. Now, hopefully, they can use these guys logically in the next couple of days. Now they've gotten most of them a rest, um, and not just blow through them all again. But Brandon, we had a pretty interesting trade come up. Uh, I believe it was either today or, la- or early last night. Yeah, whatever that would be. Um, you know, times very. Uh, fickle friend the Braves and Cubs make a pretty rare one-for-one player swap the Cubs acquire Sean Newcomb from the Braves and um the Braves get Jesse Chavez and Cash um 
it's interesting, you know, because Sean Newcomb, I think he's been on Atlanta for the last, I don't know, five or six seasons, I think. Um, I remember he was a first-round pick. I believe um, he came up with Atlanta, yeah. Yeah, and he was a first-round pick. He was actually one of the top prospects um, and was in that Angleton Simmons trade. That That's where I remember him from, the br- trade that sent Angleton Simmons to the Angels. Um, and Newcomb is really – LJ, this guy's not bad. It's, it's pretty interesting to me to see um, – a, a trade like this because he's a guy who certainly at his age like look his 2020 was rough um 2021 i actually thought he was not bad whatsoever especially for a lefty out of the bullpen um pitched very well in that 2019 playoffs he didn't i don't think he even made the braves playoff roster in 2021 and then a guy like jesse chavez heading to Atlanta, um, a guy who actually pitched on the Braves in 2021 and was also really good. He pitched um, in the playoffs for them, signs with the Cubs, and now he's heading right back to Atlanta. Or, yeah, LJ, you had a few a few uh, comments and opinions here. Yeah, this is just, again, it's cool to see one-for-one trades. Um, even though it really isn't entirely a one-for-one trade, there was cash involved in this deal. But... For it to be so even, I think, is also what amazes me because, I mean, Jesse Chavez putting up great numbers last year, not so great, of course, through five innings, but, like, you know, it's way too early to really judge relievers right now. But either way, this is a top talent who the Braves know and they know how he'll work. They're adding him to an even more stacked bullpen than they were last year. Like, this group is ridiculous and you know, the ERA is going to work its way out sooner rather than later, and it'll look really, really good. Oh, my gosh, Tyler Thornburg's still playing? He is, yes. That's news to me. But um, either way, yeah, this is certainly it's a great ad, and it's a value-added right now type move for the Braves, where they're getting the player who's much better right now. However, they're also paying a little bit more. They're also dealing with a guy on a one-year deal that they're going to have to either re-sign or let walk. Meanwhile, you've got Sean Newcomb, who the Cubs now get. He's in his fourth year of service time. He's got two more years of arbitration after this. And more importantly, Brandon, he's been in the bullpen for the last, since uh, really 2019. And he's put up solid-ish numbers. For a up, lefty, yeah. 425 ERA. But you look at those first two years, 100 innings, 164 innings, and rotating around a four ERA as a starter, he clearly, at his age, at 29 years old, has a real opportunity to break back into a starter role, and the Cubs could probably use that depth. I mean, there's a lot of guys on this team that certainly can start, but there's no one I really love. I mean, at the end of the day, Mark Leiter Jr. doesn't do it for me that much. Um, Drew Smiley, does he keep this up? Like, there's a lot of, even Justin Steele, hot start, but very well end up tapering off after just a couple good starts. So there's a lot of room, I think, for a guy like Sean Newcomb to move back into the starting rotation for them, either this year or a year or so down the line. And having that youth, that contract flexibility, and that role flexibility 
serves the Cubs much better than the Braves, who already have a playoff contender, championship contender roster where they're just trying to fill in those missing pieces. And it's super interesting to me that the Braves will let a guy like Jesse Chavez walk, go to the Cubs, and now immediately trade back for him, especially after he was so good in the playoffs. LJ, in the little over seven innings or six innings that he pitched in 2021 for the Braves in the playoffs, he didn't allow a run. Um, and as Isaiah kiner Falefa hits into a double play to end the game. Okay, um, but, you know, uh, Jesse Chavez is a guy who Atlanta certainly is, is, is comfortable using. He's back on the team now. And should provide great veteran presence out of that bullpen. And like you said, um, not going to be asked to pitch too high of leverage of situations because that Atlanta bullpen is so deep. Yeah, I just I don't understand how they managed to get this much better. I mean, again, if you get good out of Tyler Thornburg, Kenley Jansen you bring in, Colin McHugh found his way into that relief role and fit him very well in his mid thirties last year with Tampa. And then even like Brandon, you can attest to the fact that Darren O'Day is a very solid ad as well. Yeah. Oh yeah. Nothing wrong with him. All right. Are we ready to move on into week two of MLB daily players of the week? Absolutely. Um, I feel like, LJ, do we want to start with pitcher and then yes, we move want to start with pitcher. We don't do the illogical movements that we did last week that just threw me off for the rest of the show where we don't start at position one. We start at position two and it just all gets thrown to hell. Well, I'm sorry We're about that. Uh, you seem very, very fed up there. It, it's been bugging me all week and I was going to make sure that this happened today. Well, LJ, who did yeah. you pick for your pitcher? My pitcher, excuse me, I'm trying to pull up the leaderboards for the stats right now. Uh, Carlos Rodon is the guy. I mean, uh, you're talking two, I believe, 2-0 and with two starts in this last week. He just, he balled out. He balled out for my fantasy team. He balled out for his actual team and really is a large part of the reason that they've gotten off to such a strong start. Um, if you'll excuse me, yeah, a 6.6 war this week. 12 innings, 12.75 strikeouts per nine, and a .75 ERA in that stretch. Just absolutely fantastic. I, I can't find a fault. I went with the same guy, 2-0 um, and o on the mound. The other guy I thought about picking was Max Freed. Even though he did go 1-2, and two, he had very good peripher peripheral stats. Um, the FIP was there, the expected stats were there, and so was the war. But Carlos Rodon, um, especially that start he had against the Mets yesterday. Um, Wait a minute, timeout. I'm sorry, I got to go break to uh, some current news. What is wrong with the Yankees? They intentionally walked Miggy with t- before the record? It was it was a purely situational Everything gambit. with the Yankees is per purely situational and i'm so glad that it blew up in their faces because that is just what a dick move um, i'm also sorry i was looking at the wrong leaderboard i did not mean max freed um my second choice was um sandy alcantara uh who pitched really really good last night uh but yeah you're right carlos rodon now lj he leads all pitchers in war as well which is something to certainly note um as well yep 
All right. So, Brandon, you want to get started with your catcher? Sure. Catcher, I went with Zach Collins of the Chicago White Sox. Puts up a 533, 563, 1.067 slash line. Um, LJ, how about the 384 weighted runs created plus? Uh, just miles ahead of the average hitters. He only played four games in the week, uh, or caught four games, but um, has two home runs in that stretch and um, just had a fantastic week. And a guy that you know you wouldn't certainly expect to be um, a top performer week in and week out for the White Sox, but I uh, certainly was this week. Yeah, I ended up going with Sean Murphy. He had a heck of a ser- couple series, heck of a week. Ends up getting into seven games as a catcher. You love to see a full week's work, one home run, four RBIs, and a slash line of 269, 286, 538. Add that to plus, plus, plus defense and there's a reason that he is the face of the franchise now yeah it's a, it's a it's quite the competition between him and um why can't i think of his name the pitcher there they didn't trade montas, they montas. Can't find a trade offer for yeah one. no they who some they can find a trade offer for every other good player um that's in their franchise's history but not not frankie montas um no no, yeah, of course not. It's just, um, it's just too hard. It's impossible. Is he even that good? Overrated. He's as overrated as the Yankees are. They can't even give one hall, future Hall of Famer some form of respect. I'm so glad that blew up in their faces. Oh. LJ, who'd you go with for first base? First base, I ended up going with Matt Olson. Seven games this week. A home run with one RBI. He... Ended up walking 12% of the time this week on a 407, 484, and 66, uh, 667, excuse me, um, slugging percentage. Just overall, again, solid business from Matt Olson. It's kind of what you expect at this point. Yeah, and he's certainly been one of the most productive players in the league this year. Has not missed a beat from his fantastic 2021 season. I went with CJ Crone. He qualifies both at first base and DH. Um, I decided to slide him in here at first base. Four homers, 11 RBIs, um, 238 weighted runs created plus. So he's 138% better than the league average hitter this week. And um, how about the Rockies? Off to a fantastic start um, and really, really looking good. Um, and CJ Crone's a big part of that. They don't need Arenado. They don't need Story. They've got CJ Crone and Chris Bryant. So there you go. All right. Well, at second base, I'm going to go with a little bit of a um, power hitter, at least a power stretch here from Tommy Edmond. He hits two home runs this week, slashes 364, 391, 727. Those two home runs, I'm sure clearly weren't the only two big shots he had this week and overall just a very very good week for him in st louis i went with adam frazier of the seattle mariners uh doing adam frazier things 423 batting average 444 on base percentage 615 slugging just a real solid week from him uh 615 is really strong for him too yeah, um, especially a guy, yeah, you're right, a guy who really doesn't hit for a lot of power whatsoever um, and is usually just an average guy. But nice to see him 
fitting in well. It must be tough having to go from Pittsburgh to San Diego and now to Seattle within a very short time span. But um, off to a good start. Already has 15 hits this year, four of them doubles, uh, including a triple. So we're starting to see a little bit of power uh, from him too. Yeah, again, and you talk about team impact, three-game win streak. They bounce back over 500, clearly over 500 in this AL West this week. It's It's been a really strong bounce back after a consistent start of the year. All right, at shortstop or third base, third base sorry, third base. Um, I actually have it written third base okay. uh, right here. Manny Machado. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I've got it. I've got it. I've got it. Numbers go. I know, LJ. Um, (laughs) I've got Manny Machado. Uh, Look, just an outstanding week offensively and defensively. We're talking a 481 batting average, 533 on base percentage, three home runs, seven RBIs. Um, Look, the, the third base class is obviously extremely strong, but... Uh, wow. I mean, what a, what a week from him. Yeah. I did everything I possibly could to not take Manny Machado. I looked in every situation and in every situation, he was a slight decline, like very minor, whoever the leader was against it. I mean, again, he could have walked more, I guess we could say, but in this day of age, if you're got, if you have a 10% strikeout percentage in a week that's a solid week and yeah it's clearly Manny Machado he was clearly the best player this week the best third baseman this week there's nothing you can really complain about especially when you look at the RBI totals LJ who'd you go with at shortstop at shortstop I ended up with Jeremy Pena of the Houston Astros yeah this was this certainly wasn't the guy as I started coming into this week thinking I was going to be taking, I mean, Francisco Lindor certainly had a really solid week and, you know, he's a very well-rounded player. So that gives me all the more reason to think it, but Jeremy Pena goes yard again this week, hits above 300. This was a very solid piece of work for an offense that is really, really struggling in Houston. As long as this uh, strikeout rate doesn't end up catching up with him sometime soon, he's going to be carrying this offense for quite a while. And LJ, I know you um, are mad about Miguel Cabrera, but after he he scored a run on um, yeah, after getting karma. no, um, he, he told the crowd to calm down and that it's okay. Like they literally just calm. showed him calming down the crowd and saying it's fine, we're gonna he win. Didn't, he didn't calm me down personally, so it doesn't count. Okay, get, um, Miguel, Cabrera, get Miguel Cabrera to Newton, Massachusetts, and then we'll talk. I went with Isaiah Kiner-Falefa at shortstop. Um, Look, 9 for 18 this week. That's a 500 batting average, 515 on base percentage, and a 611 slug, which um, for a guy like Isaiah Kiner-Falefa, who is almost strictly a singles hitter, nice to see him putting up a little bit of pop this week. And as a Yankees fan, I do watch him quite a bit. He's actually at a 115 for the season, a 115 OPS plus. Um, You know, we're finally, he had a really rough first week. Awesome week this week has been super impactful. 254 weighted runs created plus. Uh, 
I was really close to picking Jeremy Pena, really close to picking Francisco Lindor, but um, figured I'd give my own guy a little love. And also, I think it's a very reasonable pick. I don't think that it's too much of a homer pick whatsoever. Oh, it's very, very fair. Again, I don't think when you look at a week-to-week standpoint, you're not looking necessarily for the most talented player at a position. It's very hard to make a homer pick here because so many guys have such good weeks and so many guys don't have as good a statistical week but make a huge impact on their team. The other thing I forgot to mention with Jeremy Pena, 1.4 defensive runs above average this week. Very good. Wow. Yeah. At, at shortstop, that is, that is incredible. I mean, last week I believe we only had one guy above one for the week right i believe. I think was, so yeah um, who was it um tyler stevenson yeah was the only guy above one we've had two this week or at least i've had two with um, sean murphy and jeremy pena all right in left field i went with jordan alvarez of the houston astros left field was really tough actually this week um and Look, this is a guy who just, he rakes. Um, He has little to no defensive value. Um, But, and he only plays three games, but 1.7 offensive um, war, or however Fangraphs calculate this, 1.7 under the offensive category. Um, I was close to picking a guy like Jock Peterson, but, you know, Two home runs in three games, uh, four RBIs as well, um, and only 12 plate appearances. Uh, just looked really, really good. The Woba, I think, is higher than any player. And I normally, I promise in more in the next few weeks, I won't be picking guys with three games. Um, but I just had a hell of a, a hard time finding a left fielder for this week. Yeah, I didn't have much. I mean, overall, I kind of, felt pretty comfortable with these top two. They're both certainly guys I like, but there was one that clearly stood above the rest for me. Kyle Schwarber, left fielder of the week, ends up uh, slashing 240, 296, 640 with three homers, um, one of which that goes a mile and a half. You have that uh, 468 one that he hit over in Coors the other day. It was just an absolute blast, and I'm really glad that I got a chance to see it. I wish I'd seen it live, of course, or at least live on television, but the fact that anyone gets to see that is an absolute privilege. Another reason for me picking Kyle Schwarber, is there a chance I never get to pick him ever again? Because I feel like it's a very valid claim that he's not going to have an above-average defensive week again this season. So (laughs) this is probably my one opportunity to pick him. I'm going to pick him. All right, LJ, center field. Um, I hope you picked the same guy I did. Um, actually, before we get to center field, I did actually want to touch on one more thing about Kyle Schwerber. Have you kind of been hearing this whole um, thing going on around Phillies fans? There seems to be a lot of hate going towards Kyle Schwerber for not impacting games in a meaningful way over the last couple of days that I've seen, both whether it's TikTok, Twitter. And it's just... It seems a little too early to be rushing to the this guy's not clutch and this guy's putting up empty stats conversation when he literally just got here. Yeah, um, I'm a big Kyle. Sh- I mean, I was never okay. I, just, I was never a big Kyle Schwarber guy, especially when he was on the Red Sox. But um, hey, 
I, I mean, I'm I'm fine with any Kyle Schwarber narrative, really. He's a, you know, I'm I would say I'm pretty indifferent to the Kyle Schwarber narratives. <laughs> He's a fun guy, nice guy. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Especially when you told me about that thing he did last year with the Red Sox with the shirt. Um, was oh, it? Yeah. A shirt? yeah, he got a shirt um, from Waltham High School because he's Kyle from Waltham to all Boston fans. <laughs> um, so he ends up wearing that. That was great. As for center field, I hope I hope we're talking about the same guy. Otherwise, you're going to have to get your eyes checked. Dalton Varsho gets my nod for center field. Goes 227, 308, 636 with three home runs this week. Really a solid time and another one of those guys that I think really my entire outfield, I won't be shocked if I don't pick them again this year. So congratulations. This has been quite a showing for a team that really needed it. I went for center field with Mike Trout. Um, oh, Brandon. Why? What's so bad? You picked the wrong guy. I thought we picked the same guy. No. Uh, uh, Mike Trout. Four. Um, had the most war and also the most defensive war, which I know you're a big proponent of. Um, I am, but... I don't know what else you could want. Most offensive and defensive. Mo LJ, most offensive and defensive value from a center fielder this week. And it's Mike Trout. Figured he had to make an appearance at some point. Very reasonable stats. Um, it's just inevitable. The guy is, 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 is going to have weeks like this. Um, and probably end up uh, putting him on here next week as well if he has another good week. Um, well, I hope he has another good week. I'd love to pick him. But... Yeah, no, I think, again, it's fair. I'd probably like to see a few more games in your week than that. I'd probably like to see you qualified in terms of at-bats, but I certainly can't knock you for that logic. Right field, right. where are you going? Seiya Suzuki. Um, second week in a row, I'm picking him. And for good reason, 32% uh, walk rate. In 25 plate appearances, 375 batting average, 600 on base percentage, um, and for another .5 WAR, he's currently for the full season. Believe he leads all right fielders in WAR. Yeah, it's him with one, and then Juan Soto with .7. So, pretty much doing laps on the field here, um, and like I said on yesterday's show, slowly becoming will become. The most mentioned player in the history of the MLB Daily Podcast. I'll make sure of that. Honestly, well, it, it, at the same time, Young Kim breaks out, and we're never hearing the end of it. So that might be a short-lived title. But I did not go with Seiya Suzuki. I had to draw the line somewhere. Also, this is another guy that I probably won't get to pick again. Jackie Bradley Jr., have a day. <laughs> Slashes three not a bad pick at all. Not a bad pick. 74. 500.2 war on the week um, and a positive positive defensive value giving you a positive outlook output excuse me on both sides of the ball is really something I love to see even though he wasn't able to really contribute much in terms of getting across the board the bottom of that lineup really those um, seven eight guys have been horrendous this week for the Red Sox so he didn't get that much of an opportunity, but he certainly did everything that he could 
to make an impact on these games. Say Suzuki, I'm going to give him the pass, and I definitely want to give him the benefit of the doubt defensively right now because he's just trying to learn and feel out these ballparks. But at the same time, I had to draw my, draw my line with the statistical defense somewhere, and where he's at right now kind of had to be it. Very fair. Um, DH, I went with Shohei Otani, who showed us that he's back last night. Uh, not only does he go two for four with uh, two RBIs, including a double, but hitting-wise, 34 plate appearances, three home runs. Uh, let's see here. Three home runs, eight runs scored on the week. Eight runs scored, nine RBIs. Hits 300, 382 on base percentage. And then pitching last night, six innings of one hit, no run ball with 12 Ks. Uh, I love me some Otani. And that with, with stats like that, I found it very hard to pick against him for DH. Yeah, I, I did pick against him for DH just because I wasn't able to put CJ Crone in at first base. And this guy, again, absolutely deserves to be on this list terrific week from him with those four home runs brandon already hit it on this perfectly so i'm not going to double up too much but yeah cj crone gets onto both teams in different spots and um lj your player of the week player of the week's may machado again yeah. killed me to give this but like i tried believe me when i said i tried to give it to anyone else it just wasn't going to work out it, it this was manny machado's award to win this week well, LJ, the second week in a row where we agree on player of the week, Manny Machado. Um, it's clearly, to me, the best performance this week. Actually, was very close to giving it to CJ Crone um, with the four homers. Otani was also there in the mix. Um, but, I mean, I got to give it to my guy, Manny Machado. He's, I shouldn't say my guy, but LJ's anti-guy, Manny Machado. <laughs> um, you know yeah, again, if we're talking about what C.J. Crone could have done differently, what jumps out to me big time between the numbers, I mean, you can't do much about the stolen bases. That's not C.J. Crone's game. But what you can do is the plate discipline. There's a huge difference between these two guys. They both barely walked last week, but Manny Machado only strikes out 10% of the time. That just, again, balls in play is value created. The way, that's the way I see it, at least. Yeah, um, totally agree. And look, especially in, in today's game that lacks so many players that can consistently put the ball in play, Manny Machado, at least this week, um, showed that he is not solely a three-true-outcomes guy. The defense is also there. We know you're, you're getting elite-level defense year after year with him. Um, so going to go with kills me he's one of the only five tool players in the game yeah uh you know if he wasn't an asshole he would be uh i think revered much higher um and rated much higher um look a guy who does have a lot of season to season variants i think is a good word um the consistency now i don't want to say he's inconsistent but he can very well have a 3.5 war season and then, like, a seven-war season the next year. Um, 
but it will always be a positive value. Brings you so much on the defensive side. It's actually shocking he's only won two gold gloves, but when you play with Nolan Arenado in your league the last few years, um, it's, it's pretty had, tough. And you had uh, Matt Chapman for at least one or two before you left, right? Yeah, um, it's you know it's it's really tough to to win those gold gloves in there. And I, that's not an ideal situation to be in. Yeah, I mean, it just it amazes me. I guess I understand the math with the whole three true outcomes thing, but at the same time, I feel like if you're getting the ball in play, yes, bad things can happen. Negative value is more apt to happen than with a strikeout. But having like if you're a solid hitter you're not going to get bad contact that often to make the difference where the good outweighs the bad. That's always just been the way I've looked at it. That's the way I would manage a team. And, yeah, I'm just not a fan. Well, um, Elche, any other comments, any other things that you noticed, or are we good? Um, no. Manny Machado would make a great fit to manage the Yankees now, seeing they're both making just absolute jerk decisions constantly. But other than that, I, I'm not. I'm, I don't know if I'll ever get over this. One last thing that we'll I'll touch on quick. We won't have to go that in depth. The Rockies extended Kyle Freeland five years, sixty-four point five million dollars. Um, if he throws 170 innings in 2026, he'll get a sixth-year player option worth seventeen million dollars. Uh, nice to see the Rockies investing a little bit in one of the pitchers that's actually been somewhat good um, for them the last few years. But other than that, um, do I think we're good. Yeah, I think that's all I've got for you. All right. Well, thank you all for listening. Be sure to check us out, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, at MLB Daily Pod. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you. See ya. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.